Hey everyone, welcome to Chinese Takeaway Kids, a podcast about the experiences of Chinese Americans who grew up in immigrant-owned Chinese fast food restaurants. On this podcast, we invite Chinese Takeaway Kids to tell their personal stories about growing up while working at their family restaurant. I'm your host, Cindy, and I am one of the so-called Chinese Takeaway Kids who grew up helping in my family's own Chinese restaurant for most of my childhood up until before leaving for college. There are many positive lessons learned from growing up while helping at a Chinese restaurant. However, I do want to give a trigger warning that this podcast also discusses things of psychological and physical impacts of growing up in a high-pressure environment. This might be distressing to some listeners. I hope this podcast is a safe space to shine light into the resilience of Chinese Americans who have grew up in a very particular type of environment. So today I'm here with my friend Brian. Um, So Brian, if you want to say hi and give maybe a quick introduction um, about yourself, um, maybe like where you go to school currently, your major, and uh, what state your Chinese uh, takeout restaurant is at. Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Brian. I'm a second year uh, international relations economics double major at, international, uh, at American University. Um, so my parents had their first restaurant in Vermont. So we lived in New Hampshire, Vermont, like around, like on the border uh, for most of my life. So I've been jumping like around from New Hampshire, Vermont for most of my life. This is actually really funny, but I met Brian through Chinese class at college. Um, and then I found out that Brian Brian's family owned a Chinese takeout restaurant. Um, I think I found out when our professor actually asked us like um, what we did during our winter break. And um, Brian, he said that he like went back to New Hampshire to work at his um, family's takeout restaurant and I was like oh my god no way and it was actually so funny because like our classmates um, who are non-Chinese takeaway kids they would like um, say they were they had a really great winter break and they were looking for winter forward to winter break um, just to go back home as a time to you know relax after taking midterms or uh, other like finishing up other uh, assignments so like when Brian said that he like actually like was working during break I found that so funny and so relatable I definitely think that it was a really cool perspective I like I've known a few like restaurant kids uh, my whole life again my parents are there so they're not in takeout per se they're in the buffet industry but uh during COVID our restaurant has definitely taken like done less uh in the buffet section and more and take out but yeah it was definitely like really eye-opening to hear like someone else's perspectives and we've had a lot of conversations about this in the past so we definitely want to bring this perspective forward to you guys yeah for sure and there's not much um Fujianese people actually at AU so I'm very surprised that I met you right <laughs> yeah I think most of like our peers that were Chinese were either like north and like came from like whose parents had more money and like came from like the academia side whereas like I feel like our parents really struggled, like, fought tooth and nail for, like, their place in the world and, like, for us to, like, be given this opportunity. So it was definitely really cool and eye-opening to, like, really just, like, talk about it. Um, I know, like, this is super, like, random, but, like, we had, like, 
like we went out for lunch last weekend we found out our like mothers are from like the same town so uh we're Chano people from Fujian so represent <laughs> yeah I know that's so crazy because it's like we met in college and like from a different state and then like we find out that our parents are from like the same area in China like not only the same province right. but like the same like city which is so bizarre right yeah and it's like there's not that many of us like like and like it's such a small world I guess it's, it was very eye-opening to like see that and it was super cool yeah for sure <laughs> So for today's topic, I kind of wanted to talk about how um, growing up in a family-owned Chinese restaurant affects kind of your relationship with your parents and also perception of money and how to kind of resolve this conflict between, you know, their perception of their American dream versus your perception of what you're trying to achieve with your dreams. So just to provide a little bit of more context, um, as much as you're comfortable sharing, how did your family come into the Chinese uh, restaurant industry business? So both my parents came to the States when they were, I guess, relatively young. So my parents, so my dad came in 92, my mom came in 93. So they were still like about like, like, like mid like mid-age teenagers like like 15 16 and so my dad went straight into like the restaurant industry like he would he started out as like a busser and then like a waiter and then worked his way up and he's like worked every single job from like the front end of the kitchen to the back end of the kitchen so he's always like really been in it my mom was lucky to do two years of high school so she did freshman and sophomore year of like 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 she had like some hand holding i guess she had like a family friend who like supported her so she would she was able to go to school like in the mornings and then like work in the evenings so uh, i guess like the restaurant industry was it wasn't like the the last like the last option but it was like the option provided to them and i guess once they got settled in it they just decided like why not so my parents actually met in the states so they're both they're both fujianese so there's again like there's there was quite a like a bit of migration from Fujian at that time so like oh like the fact that they like met in the states wasn't like uncommon but I guess I think they met in like the mid late 90s and then they got married in like like late 90s early 2000s and then they decided that they like saved some money they pulled all their money together and they bought a restaurant and since then they've just been constantly working in the restaurant industry I think I think part of it is because they were, like, scared to branch out on it. Like, obviously, when you're, like, like, like my fix what's not broken. So, like, even though it may not be, like, the most glamorous work or, like, what they wanted to do and they're actually, like, they're, like, and they're, like, they're, they're, like, wildest dreams. Like, they just felt so settled in their work that they decided to stay in the restaurant industry. Mm, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I think my parents also had a similar experience. Also, just... Because around that time, there was a lot of uh, migration from Fujian. A lot of my parents' kind of friends and people surrounding them, um, also from the Fujian community, they also were in the restaurant industry. So they were kind of influenced by other people in that way. And so they, they didn't think about other kind of career paths that were available to them, but also because they were immigrants to the U.S., uh, new immigrants, they lacked kind of the English language skills and the educational background. So yeah, it was, for my parents, it was kind of the only option available to them. Yeah, same with my parents. I think, like, 
if there were like more opportunity and like they had like more of the English skills, I think they could have branched out. But I think that like, especially if you're like a new person coming to a country with the, like a language barrier, it's really hard to like branch out and like see like what's really out there. So I like, honestly, they probably felt boxed in and that was their only option, but what option they had, they, I think they did a lot out of it. So I'm proud of my parents. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so at what age did you begin helping out at the restaurant? Like, what are some of the earliest memories of kind of the types of tasks that you helped out with? Yeah, so I think I was like four or five when I first started helping out. Obviously not for the whole thing with my parents. Yeah, I think so. I guess I was privileged in the sense that like my parents, like they figured out a work schedule where like one of them would work like during the day and then one of us would like work half days and then like pick us up from school and then take care of us. So I guess it was really like a weekend thing. It's like my brother and I would go to the restaurant and like, like, you know, we're kids. So like, we don't really have like much to do. Like when you're like four or five, there's like not much like homework. So uh, we would like help with like the side work. So like we'd like pinch the crab rangoons and like, like fold those up or like we would like cut the ends off the string beans, you know, just like fun little things. I guess like at that age, you're, I don't know, like just like the little bit of stimulation that that gives you. It's like, wow, this is so much fun. Um, so that's how I got started. Um, I'm like, and again, like this comes with like a level of privilege for like a lot of like takeaway kids. They have to like, like they have to work every single day in order to help their parents like, like, like make ends meet like to like help survive i was privileged in the sense that like my parents did like pretty well okay financially for um, quite a bit of time where it wasn't like i had to be there every single day so i would sometimes like help out on weekends if it was busy i would go over um i don't really think that i like had to had to be there until high school um when i started high school so uh, in elementary middle school I was about we lived about 20 to 30 minutes away from the restaurant in high school we moved a little closer we were like now 15 minutes away so it was just like a thing of convenience so after swim practice some days I would like go over and help out for a bit and um it really wasn't until like I don't know I was like maybe like so, so like like when I was eight or nine like we would work I would work summers and then like it was only like high school where I would start like going to the restaurant multiple days a week to like help out to make ends meet it's so crazy how even like within the Chinese like restaurant industry, how experiences of different kind of takeaway kids um, differ. Like some takeaway kids, as you mentioned, like have to be at their restaurant and helping out with their family, like essentially like the whole day. And then some like are privileged enough to do like other activities outside of helping out at their restaurant. And um, I just, remember like a, a big part of uh, a factor of determining like how often like me and my siblings for instance would have to be at the restaurant to help the family out is like the amount of employees that were still um, kind of helping out at the restaurant at the time and if there was kind of a lack of employees like we would have to go in and if there were you know enough employees then we would um, be more chill but yeah, it just it just really depended on different factors, but of course like as as we got older, um our parents kind of expected us to help out more with like uh restaurant responsibilities, so yeah. 
Yeah, and I think, like, it's very similar on like, my end, too. Like, if we were short-staffed, I remember, like, the first time, like, I, like, really sat down and, like, worked a whole week. I was, like, waiting tables. And it was because, like, there was no servers. It was, like, me and, like, my mom were the only two servers, and we were running the whole front of the house. So not only were we, like, like picking, like, taking orders, like, like phone orders, we were, like, cashing bills out. We were, like, so, like, serving tables. And it was just me and my mom. And it was, like, not that, like, my mom wanted to put me in that position to, like, give up my break to, like, work at the restaurant. It was that she had to. There was, like, no other opportunity, like, like no other like way that we could have made like ends meet so like in that way i feel like i'm definitely on the more privileged end i know like a lot like my, my mom tells me about like some of her relatives where like they have restaurants and it's just like the husband and wife and like their three kids and like maybe like one extra hired person to like help out it's like to run a whole takeout restaurant like like my parents i don't know they definitely wanted me to like have a life outside of the restaurant and they did everything in their power to do that so again like definitely really privileged in that sense so moving along um on the timeline in high school like when you started picking up more responsibilities at the restaurant did your parents like pay you for helping out at the restaurant just curious about that yeah I so like I guess like when I like the in elementary school like or like elementary middle school timeline I was like so like the summer that I worked like alongside my mom I would pay twenty dollars a day which like it, at that time, it was like, oh, that's a ton of money. Um, in high school, like they'd be like, oh, go over and help out. And I would complain, like, no, I don't want it. They'd be like, oh, I'll pay you like twenty dollars, like for like for the day. And I was like, no, I like I need to be paid more. So they always like offered to pay. Was it like up to my standards? Probably not. Like a lot of my friends were working jobs that were working like getting paid like twelve, like ten dollars an hour, twelve dollars an hour. And I was like, I have to put in blood, sweat, and tears for a measly twenty dollars. So I feel like that was I it wasn't even like a fight to be paid. It was just like, oh like now that like I like heard what my friends were being paid, I like wanted to be compensated equally. And then my parents would just be like, oh but we feed you, we like drive you there. Like like do your friends do that? So I would just begrudgingly go. But yeah, like even like now like my parents will pay me for my work, but it was definitely like a like a bit of a struggle to like get to that point. But they've always like offered some sort of compensation. Oh that's great. I <laughs> my parents are yeah. um, the opposite and they so I um actually asked them if I could be paid too because all my friends were getting like jobs at like I don't know like ice cream shops or ice cream parlors and they would be paid. And um, yeah. yeah, and I like asked my mom and she's like, "Well, like we provide you with a roof over your head like and food to eat and we yeah. you know, like we pay for your clothing yeah. and everything so like why are you asking us for you know more money like this this is like your um part of your family responsibilities so yeah yeah I think like initially it was more like that but my brother kind of set the precedent where he was like I want to be paid and then when it came to my turn I was like I want to be paid and then my parents were just like okay fine yeah I guess we'll pay you like and it was like <laughs> Like, once I got to high school, it was, like, $20 a day. And, like, if you're, like, with the whole day, it's like, oh, like, I'll pay you $50. It's like, yeah, like, okay, that works. So, I mean, I think, I think like, <laughs> it was, like, kind of a, a, like, we had to work up to that. But, um, yeah, like, shout out to my brother, honestly, for really doing, like, God's work, doing, like, most of the lifting for, like, the negotiation of their pay. <laughs> the oldest child always takes the front. yeah. So how has um, growing up in this type of environment kind of changed your perception of how 
money is earned, um, kind of the value of money in life. So I guess like in like it's really like I guess it's really like hard work and I'm like I guess like the, the outcome of that is that I like am super thrifty and I hate spending money. My mom, whenever like we get into arguments of like how I spend money, she goes, Swanchinku, which is like it's hard to earn money, like it's like takes a lot of effort to earn money. So I guess like in the literal sense, um, like I'm super thrifty, but I also like I understand like my parents like have sacrificed a lot for like from like for me through the restaurant. And I guess like being in this environment, it's like I don't know. I like I really like understand that like oh like the restaurant isn't easy work. So like whenever my parents and I like argue and I like 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 I say things and I feel bad after it's like oh like not only are they like earning money on my behalf but they've sacrificed so much of their life for me. So I guess I know like money is both like a means to an end to like for happiness, but money is also like in like the little sense like the literal sense it's like oh like it provides security but like money can like tie families together or it can like rip them apart because of like like the instability that like a lack of money provides. I don't know. Yeah, no, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And what you said that really resonated with me is that like sacrifice goes both ways. Um I think sometimes like I often forget that um, my parents like sacrificed a lot to come to the U.S. without, you know, having any language skills, any educational background to move to, you know, a totally different country without any idea of how they're going to support their family. And um, and then often like, you know, I, I think of like, oh, yeah, I have to like sacrifice my time of like spending spending time with like my friends instead I'm like helping out at the restaurant um so I I definitely feel you on that like sacrifice goes both ways and I'm constantly kind of reminded of that um every time now that I have conversations with my parents now that I'm further away from them so yeah thanks for sharing that yeah of course So you kind of mentioned a little bit before about your family or your parents kind of background back in China and then their um, earlier years moving to the U.S. So how has your parents' American dream kind of differed from your own dream, of course, and how do you guys resolve that type of conflict? Yeah, I feel like this is, like, a very, like, contentious thing in my life right now because, like, I'm starting to get older and, like, I'm starting to form my own dreams. But I guess, like, my parents' main dreams were just, like, oh, to, like, like, like get married, like, have kids, have, like a, like, a small successful business, like, and, like, make a little bit of money for themselves so they could, like, retire. Um, I guess my American dream is a lot different. I want to... I guess, like, find happiness first and foremost, and, like, my idea of happiness doesn't really involve, like, marriage or kids or, like, any of that sort of thing. Um, One really big thing I want to do is I really do want to, like, give back to my parents. I feel like even though my parents have traumatized me in, like, more ways than one, I still think that without their sacrifice, I wouldn't have been able to, like, get to the place that I am. So I definitely, like, a part of my American dream is 
to like help my parents like settle down like later in life maybe like help them buy a house or like help them like like find a place to live um I definitely want to get pretty far in career advancement I like I don't really know what I'm looking at post-grad exactly but I want to get pretty far in whichever industry I decide to go towards and then yeah I think I think like just like finding happiness and like finding like inner peace I feel like a lot of my life I've been like very stressed out about like performing up to my parents standards and I definitely want to like when I have the chance like do something for my sake like take it like take a step back like look at it from afar and be like wow I like accomplished that so that's what my American dream looks like compared to theirs wow that's amazing thank you for sharing that it just also shows like so much of like the growth that you've been through from like a young age and up to now and like you know I I think this is like a very like common experience for a lot of Chinese takeaway kids to go through these like different hurdles of um, emotions you know kind of like hostility towards your parents for like making you work and then like becoming more understanding at the end for kind of the sacrifices they made and then wanting to give back so it's amazing to see you like wanting to be able to do that and still being understanding that like you have your your own dreams that you want to pursue and I have no doubt that you will pursue your dreams and become super successful in whatever you do in the future (laughs) thank you so much no but it's like I feel like 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 again like the American dream thing it's like been like a long time coming if you had like even asked me last year or like in high school what like my dreams were for myself and like 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 versus like my parents I would just be like oh like I don't know if I'd continue contact or like I don't know like like so and so like like I like I feel like in high school I was a very like angsty kid and like I had a lot going on and like even now like I'm still processing that but I just think that like I don't know like finding happiness is like first and foremost but then like helping out those the way I can and I feel like those who have led me along the way and I feel like the biggest people that have led me to like where I am now are my parents so that's when I get back (laughs) yeah of course and it takes a lot of compassion to be able to do that right so yeah that's amazing yeah (laughs) and I I just feel like um a lot of the times also like we don't realize our parents' American dreams and our own American dreams like differ vastly um, because of the different set of like circumstances that they were in before. And so they essentially like had to give up their own dreams to help their children to be able to pursue their children's dreams that are beyond the boundaries of the restaurant walls and financial constraints because that's something that they had faced. Yeah. Definitely. And, like, I feel like that's something that took, it did take me, like, a while to notice. Like, when you're young, you just, like, think very selfishly and, like, oh, like, well, this isn't, like, aligned, like, my, like, my life or my fantasy. But without their goals and dreams and their push or, like, like, the betterment of their lives, there wouldn't have been the opportunity for, like, the betterment of ours. I remember when we last talked that you mentioned that you pay for a portion of college tuition by yourself, which is a very big financial challenge and accomplishment, which I'm sure you work extremely hard to be able to do. 
So is like financial independence something you realize that you wanted to achieve as a result of kind of your relationship with your parents um, or like just environment like growing up? Yeah, I think that financial independence has always been like on my mind. Um, I did like, like when I was choosing like a college, like price was a big factor and like like AU wasn't the cheapest like school. It was actually like one of the the like one of like the more middle like price schools. It wasn't like my most expensive school, but it was still like quite a bit. Um, so like the financial aspect of it has always been like quite burdensome on my family. So I guess like my like desire for like financial dependence is like. I guess, like, when I was younger and I was more, like, oh, if, like, shit hits the fan with my parents and, like, we stop contact, I want to be able to, like, support myself. But, like, I guess, like, financial dependence has always been the goal. I don't want, like, to burden my parents with any more than they, like, need to be burdened by. Like, they already have the restaurant. The restaurant, post-pandemic, isn't, like, doing, like, fantastic. So I just, like, in any way that I can help my parents out, like, financially, like, I just want to do that. And if that means, like, achieving financial independence earlier for myself, then, like, I'm, I'm like, so be it. Like, why not? Like, I'm, like, I'm willing to put in, like, a few extra hours a week or, like, working a little harder with taking on another job if it means that I can reach that. I, I feel like also just working in this um, type of, like, environment and just growing up at a Chinese, like, restaurant, or at least, like, my parents, they often, like, emphasize, like, how you have to be your own boss. I'm not sure if, like, your parents yeah. do that, but just, like, being able to rely on yourself during, like, challenging times and not having to be, like, financially bounded to anyone, uh, like, a future partner or anything. Yeah, and, like, my parents are very much like that, too. They're, like, yeah, you can rely on others, but, like, nobody has, like, the self-assurance of, like, yourself other than you. So, like, if you can, like, stay level-headed and like control that yourself like that's the best thing but like I don't know like I feel like the reliance on other is like almost frowned upon um but I guess like I guess like because that was instilled in me at such a young age I'm like okay well I'll just like do everything by myself so I guess like that's where like that the financial independence aspect really comes in that also like just reminds me of like the most important skill that I think I kind of took away from my restaurant experience and what it sounds like you also did too is like to put action in your own hands and just to take action like yourself right and not like wait for things to happen like to you like you can change your own situation yeah definitely and I I guess like that's why I just like strive to like I don't know just like always like be like going out and doing something and yeah I think that it's it's good that like our parents really go that on us yeah no I definitely feel like very restless sometimes <laughs> like remember yeah. I remember when I like first started college um because you know I don't have to work at the restaurant like after school every day now like I find myself like having so much more time on my hands and I was like what am I doing like with the rest of my life you know like I go to school I go to class like I come home, do my work, and that's about it. So I like, um, so I I try to like find like outside work and like jobs or like internships and stuff just to keep myself busy. And I think that was the result of because because like I was super restless, like just like growing up, I like 
was always working under like high pressures and either like doing my homework or like having to help out the restaurant or like another extracurricular activity. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I see that myself too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what type of like financial management skills did you learn from like growing up helping out at managing a restaurant? I don't really think that like like those like have much correlation other than the fact that like I like don't spend money unless like I absolutely have to like I will shop around for like the best deal or like try like to spend like as little money as humanly possible which my mom like like I, I tell my mom these things and she's like why like why do you care so much I'm like mom the value of a dollar is so hard to earn so like even like now like I'm like I work a job and like I like put everything in perspective of like how many hours I have to work so if I go out and like get like food with like my friends and it's like $30 I'd be like okay that's about two hours at my job and like that's how like I'll rationalize it I was like I'm like, oh, two hours isn't that bad. Two hours is like not that much time. Like, yeah, you can spend that two. Like, like you can spend that two hours. So I was like, that's how I like rationalize purchases. No, I can totally relate. I do that too. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's like, and like I'll like tell my friends I'll be like, yeah, like this is two hours of like working. They're like, why? Do you, like they're like, like why do you have it broken down like that? I'm like, it helps me rationalize my purchases. And like they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, I like I guess, but like I guess it makes like the pill get out easier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a good thing. You're not going to be in debt, so <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. I always like think about like how much time I have to like put into actually like earning that money, and like just realizing that like how much hard work and time I have to spend just <laughs> makes me kind of want to spend less money and realize yeah. like money is really hard earned. Like my parents would always tell me like every every sweat is yeah. like a cent earned yeah so how is your daily life like now um without having to help out at the restaurant obviously in college yeah so my like main commitment right now is school um i'm doing like a full course load of classes which and like I'm actually overloading on classes just because I was like, why not? Like it's one extra credit, it'll be okay. It's it's not like my life is falling apart, but it's fine. It's the restlessness in us, <laughs> always trying to do more. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, it's just one extra credit. It's fine. Um, in addition to that, I'm currently I I have an on campus job, so I'm an RA, and I also. Like that, like what comes with that is like the desk receptionist role. So whenever I have like, like I managed to like put all my duty shifts super early in the year. So like now, if whenever there's like, oh like there's a desk shift available, I'm always the first person to pick it up. Or like if there's like a night duty shift available, like sitting at the desk, I'm like, ooh, that pays better than like the day desk receptionist. So I'll definitely pick that up. So I guess, and then on top of that, I get like I'm like in a few clubs and like on campus um i guess like like this really ties back into like your like like the restlessness piece that like any opportunity that like oh if someone drops a dash it i'll take it like oh it's like three hours of my life that's 45 dollars easily earned and like i'll like pick up the dash shift and then like just work it and like like it gives me something to do and i'm making money and i'm like oh yeah and i can do homework during my dash shifts that's super awesome like killing two birds with one stone so that's how I spend most of my life now. Um, yeah, and then for next semester, I applied for quite a few internships. And I'm just like, yeah, like, just like fill my time with more things to do. 
am I going to burn out and go crazy next semester? I don't know. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I did. And I wouldn't be surprised if I pulled through and it turned out fine. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is really, really crazy. You must be like an excellent like time management person because oh, that sounds really, really busy, like a really packed schedule. <laughs> The thing is, I'm not. So, like, I'm up to, like, 3 a.m. doing homework. Or, like, I'll, like, be, like, doing homework, like, during one of my classes. Or, like, it, like, genuinely, it sounds like I have it all together. It's all, like, just slowly unraveling inside my head. But, like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, like, I'm still, like, held together in, like, one piece right now. So, like, I'm not too stressed out. Like, once I start falling apart physically, like, then let's talk about, like, like, like is, is this really the healthiest thing for me? <laughs> Brian, you have to take care of yourself. I am, I am, don't worry. Has um, coming to college changed your relationship with their parents? I feel like that's, like, the age-old question that I'm trying to work out myself. Um, so, I'm not, so, we're actually recording this the week of, like, think, like before Thanksgiving break. I'm not going home for break because I'm stuck on campus working. And, I don't know, part of me is, like, Oh, like, yeah, I kind of do. Like, I guess, like, at the beginning of the term, I was like, oh, I'll just work things, like, I'll not work Thanksgiving break. Like, it's an opportunity to, like, earn money. But, like, I saw a lot of my residents leaving today, and I'm like, oh, it makes me so sad. Like, I kind of want to see my parents. But at the same time, I guess, like, I'm like, oh, well, like, I'll see them in, like, like a month. Like, it'll be fine. Um, I think my relationship, like, I think it hasn't really changed. I think we still are like the type like like my parents and I fight super often. Um we're very like hot headed and like we like we're very impulsive in our thoughts. So I don't think that like we as people have changed, but I think that like the distance has like like I think like my parents definitely feel it they want me to call them like every other day. They're like, oh like like last night my mom called me and like scolded me. She was like, I haven't called you like you haven't called us in a week and I'm like, I don't know like like I don't know how the cab how much my life to update you guys on. So I mean I don't think that No, my mom does that all the time too. <laughs> no, she's like she was like, I don't understand why you don't call us like 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 we like we call you and you never pick up. I'm like, but I do return your calls, Mom, like don't worry. So I guess it's not even, I, I don't think our, like, our relationship per se has changed. I just think that, like, the distance has made them, like, grow fonder, like, when I'm, like, not there. But the moment I'm back, we're, like, back to fighting. It's, like, it's, like, go to the restaurant. I'm, like, I don't want to go to the restaurant. And, like, like, it's back to us fighting. And I guess, I don't know, I think that it, I think, I guess, like, our relationship has changed a little bit, but it's not, it's not, like, the, like, the dramatic changes that, like, that were, like, told to me when I was, like, a child, like, when I was, like, young, they'd be, like, oh, like, once you, like, like, once, like, once you leave, like, you'll, like, be, like, super fond of your parents, you're, like, you'll miss them all the time, like, I love my parents, if I had to live at home right now, I would, I don't think I could live at home with them, because we would, we'd be getting into arguments every single day. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure, and I also felt, like, I definitely resonate with you, and, coming to college just like the distance really helped us like yeah as you mentioned like grow more fonder of each other and appreciate our like relationship much more and you know like I'm sorry you're not going home this Thanksgiving break but you know some things will never change during winter break Christmas break <laughs> we'll go home um the restaurant will still be there so that means you will, yep, still, and I will still be working <laughs> yeah absolutely 
yeah, I think like like last night when I was on call, my mom like she joked about that. She was like, she's like, we have, like like, and there's a server position waiting for you once you get back. And I'm like, no, I can't work again. I spent all of last break working, and I'm working this year. So yeah, I I guess like something's never changed, and like I'm excited like to see them, but also you know put on my apron and go serve more customers. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I always end um, with these few, these two questions. So um, just like, what is your advice to other Chinese takeaway children who are currently growing up in this type of environment or from this type of family background? Yeah, I think that a lot of times, like kids, like, I guess if you're like, like towards my end of like the extreme where like, like my parents like make ends meet without like my like per, like contribution i would say like you don't realize your like the privilege that you have so i think like take a step back and really like realize a lot of, that might be like a little younger so it might be harder to just, like recognize it but like realize that like at the end of the day if your parents don't need you to like work they don't like they don't like you don't need like they wouldn't like choose to make you work but like it's the time that they really need you that like just like really step up like you know like it's hard to, like, see your friends, like, going out and, like, hanging out and, like, I don't know, like, doing, like, going on fun trips over break while you're working, but, like, if they need you, like, they, they need you, so, like, I don't know, just, like, really, like, realize that, and also just, like, realizing that, like, yes, like, academics are, like, are, like, really important, and, like, yes, it's good to be a go-getter, but sometimes, like, let yourself rest, like, taking, like, the day to, like, really, like, relax and, like, not be so, like, type A and, like, like doing something it's like i guess like from personal experience like you'll burn out and like you'll start slacking off more so like just like really like realize that like it's like academics isn't everything pleasing your parents isn't everything like like everything that you think is going to be such a big deal it's probably not so like don't like stress it that much i think those are my two main like takeaways yeah yeah that's great and it just is really important i think to emphasize like your last point like the life that you're going to live in the future is your life and not your parents life so make sure that like everything that you do is sets with yourself like you find inner peace and happiness by doing these things whether it's um helping out at your family's restaurant or just like wanting to um find more like distance and space from your parents like either way just like the life you live in the future is your life. It's not your parents' life, right? Exactly. And I think that, like, I don't know, it's, like, like a lot of times that, like, kids are, like, feel like they have to, like, abide by exactly what their parents say. I'm saying, like, maybe not. Like, but, like, if you know what you want in life, I don't think that you necessarily have to, like, follow, like, your parents' footsteps. Just, like, be mindful that they're, like, at the end of the day, they're trying to help you and, their idea of helping you may not perfectly align with what you want, but like take it into consideration at least. <laughs> For sure. And it's, it's very hard, um, much more hard said than done. Um, Cause sometimes like, especially in like immigrant family households, when children become adults, like they feel like they owe their parents or like they have to give back, you know, so much of themselves that they essentially like lose themselves and t- like to make them, their parents happy. But it's, very different from what they actually want exactly and like like i've definitely like struggled with that a bit but 
at the end of the day, like, there's, like, like you have to prioritize your own well-being first before you can, like, help someone else, like, I guess, like, the analogy I hear most often is when you're on the airplane, you put on your mask first before you put on someone else's or you help them. And you have to, like, make sure that you're in, like, a good headspace before you can do anything that, like, positively contributes, like, anyone else's life. Yeah, exactly. And the last question, um, why do the stories of Chinese takeaway kids matter to you? And why do you think it is um, important to tell personally? Yeah, I think the main reason why these stories are so important is because, like, a lot of, like, I know growing up, I definitely, like, had shame that my parents were were working, like, a white-collar job, like, or, like, working in an office where they were making, like, I don't know, like, they weren't, they were, like, the money wasn't easy. My parents, like, 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 other people's parents, like, make money through, like, their knowledge and skill. My parents made money through, like, the labor that they put into like their jobs every single day so i think that there's like a lot of like shame like especially like with like my generation or like generations to come so i think that like you really have to like share these stories out it's like to tell other people that like you have a shared experience you understand their struggle and like like then these stories will finally be told um i guess like even now like i'm like i'm still like like sometimes talking about like my experience growing up is, like, a little uncomfortable with people that didn't grow up in, like, the industry. So, yeah, like, I think the main thing is because, like, these stories need to be shared and, like, we shouldn't be ashamed of our background, like, our background and our identity and we should rather, instead of, like, being ashamed, we should be proud that our parents put so much in and really, like, were able to, like, provide for us. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And also like part of the reason I created this podcast is because within the Chinese American community, there's such a variety of different like experiences, like different family stories and such. And I find that the Chinese like takeaway kids like experiences and their like family are often like omitted. Like there's often like a stereotype, especially amongst like Asian Americans to be like the model minority, like the stereotype that, you know, like people immigrating from um, Asian countries, like they're going to be, you know, doctors and, um, you know, nurses, lawyers and, and, uh, you know, in white collar jobs, but there's a huge generation of people who are, you know, working very hard through like physical labor to get to where they are today. Of course. And I guess, like, my main motivation coming on was for some time with you, but also just, like, to share my story out. I think that there are a lot of kids who, like, feel ashamed or, like, don't really, like, talk about their background because it's, like, I like, it's, like, their, their parents work, like, less glamorous job, but I guess if anyone hears my perspective or my voice and, like, is inspired to share their background or their voice, like, my job is done, I think. Oh, thank you so much. Well, this has been an amazing and fun conversation. Yeah, of course. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone.